Well, we are officially finished with our Proverbs series, and uh, I'm really thankful for that series, aren't you? I think it was needed in this last season, and uh, God speaks so powerfully every every time, you know, and, and um, you know, I just shared last week, like, man, it was a heavy series, though, and so, like, <laughs> it's good to have that, and it's good to be confronted with um, how blunt Proverbs is in our lives, but today we're switching gears, and we're going to be starting a new series, and I just kind of felt in this new season, it's important that we reconnect with who we are as a church. And so um, just until the first of the year, we're going to be going through our mission and vision and our core values again as a church and just kind of reestablish who are we as village? What are we called to do? What are we supposed to be doing? And today we're starting with our mission statements. And so we talk, I talk about this all the time, I know, but it's so important. Okay, so we can just read it right here up at the top there, make sure it's the right thing, right? We exist to share our stories with Christ so that others can have a story with him. Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking mostly about today. And um, that, uh, that mission statement is rooted in Psalm 107, verse 2. And it's just the first part. It's a very, that whole chapter, I'd really encourage you to read Psalm 107. It's a powerful chapter. We've done long uh, sermon series on just that passage before. But today we're just going to be looking at that one, that one verse. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. So um, this round of tribe groups, interestingly, we, uh, we are, um, every third round of tribe groups, we, have, we try to inter, uh, we try to, I don't know what I'm trying to say. We try to interject like a story group in there, okay? And so story group is, is a training on how to share your story with Jesus. It's an evangelism training. It's gospel training, okay? And so that's going to be starting this round, but we're going to try to st do this a little differently than we normally do. We're kicking that off with this Sunday, okay? So many of you, if you've been a part of Village Church or been a part of a tribe group for any season of time, likely maybe you've gone through uh, a story training already. Maybe you've gone through a story training like eight times, okay? That's not a bad thing, and I'm really glad that we keep doing that because I think we need that reminder, okay? But maybe you've gone through, a, through this a bunch. So today, um, this is our Storyteller Sunday. And so typically, we, use an we take an opportunity to share our stories with our tribe groups. But today, I'm going to just talk for a little bit, and we're going to have an opportunity for a Testimony Sunday. And all a testimony is is a story, isn't it? A story is a testimony. Who is God? What has he been to you this last season? Where have you found him in this last little season of your life? Because just as I talked about at the beginning of the service, like, I need that injection of hope, right? Well, that injection of hope can come from anybody who knows Jesus, right? And so all of us have that same power to give an injection of hope because of Jesus. And so today we're going to be doing that, okay? So uh, just a quick breakdown. Our stories are simply who we were before an encounter with Jesus, how did we encounter him, and who are we now because of that encounter? Okay, that's what we teach in our, in our story groups. So oftentimes we think of our story as like, well, I was born here and I did this. And then the first time I accepted Christ was here. And then we give the long version of our story. And that's fine. It's good to have that. But also a story can literally be like last week, I was struggling pretty hard with an area in my life. And I encountered Jesus in the midst of that struggle. And now because of that encounter, like... 
I've found some victory in that area of my life. That is just as powerful a story as our whole story, as our entire life story, right? So it's important just to know that like our stories come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, but our stories are our testimony to the existence, to the goodness, and to the power of God in our lives, okay? That's what our stories are. It's our testimony to the existence, the goodness, and the power of God at work in our lives. And, you know, you hear a piece of my testimony every week. And you've heard the same stories from me probably many times at this point. Because there's only so many stories that I can share, you know? Like, there's only so many pieces of my life before it's like, well... Uh, you, you all could probably tell me my story just as well as I could tell you, um, at least large portions of it, right? But, um, you know, my prayer is that by sharing things from my own life that you'll know what I've learned and what I've grown and how I've grown in my life, that you'll, you'll take a lesson from me through those testimony times. So I'm very, I try to be very real about like the difficulties that I've faced and the sin that I've had in my life and the brokenness that I've lived in. I try to be very real about that. And I try to be just as real about the victory that I've had in my life. But the reality is, is that I'm still growing and I still have a lot to learn. I will never be done growing. I will never learn all the things, right? To the day I die, I'm going to be learning more and more and more about who God is, about his plan for my life, about who he made me to be. And so because of that, I'm going to be continuing to grow every single day. So some stories I I share, right, are from decades ago. And some stories that you hear from me should be stories, again, again, from last week, right? Because growth is a constant thing. Growth should should be a constant thing in our lives. You know, there's this uh, phrase that I heard a long time ago at this point now, but it was just, um, don't let your God moments grow cobwebs. And I really love that, and it's always stuck with me from the moment I heard it. You know, sometimes we end up taking, like, sharing the same exact story from 20 years ago, right? And saying, like, this is, this is my God story, right? And it's, there's nothing wrong with having a shelf full of God stories, right? But some of those God stories grow cobwebs. And if we keep talking about the moment from 20 years ago, then we might be telling people inadvertently that the last time we felt God move in our lives was 20 years ago. But that shouldn't be the case, amen? amen? God wants to move every moment of our lives. God wants to break through every moment of our lives. There's always something more to hand over. There's always something more to grow in. And so our stories should not grow cobwebs. There should be a fresh, shiny new story in our lives. You know, Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, from the last six months, but, but still, that might be your freshest story is from the last six months. Okay? But we need to be looking for and identifying how is God wanting to move in my life so that he can move in my life so that I can have a story about who I am now that he's moved in my life. So he's always pushing. He's always looking for that new story. We can't let our God stories go grow cobwebs. So um, we tell our stories because we represent the light and the hope of Jesus, right, in this broken and dark world. And so, again, your God story is that infusion of hope for others. So we're called to share our stories with believers and non-believers alike, right? It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their stories. It doesn't say specifically what audience that's supposed to be to, right? 
We're supposed to go to the ends of the earth and share the good news of the gospel. We're supposed to be witnesses, right? Witnesses of what Jesus has done in our life. And just like if I had to take the stand and be a witness in a court case, I would be giving the facts of what I know to be true in that instance. And so that is our stories. As a witness of Christ, I'm not sharing just the story of Jesus. I'm sharing what I know the story of Jesus to be for me, how he's impacted my life. I'm sharing my personal experience with Jesus. I'm not just going to read the Bible to somebody every single time, right? I'm going to share, this is how this has impacted me in my life. This is how the story of Jesus and the word of God and how who Jesus is has impacted my life in an incredible, deep, long-lasting way. We're called to share our stories with believers and non-believers alike. But unfortunately, uh, you know, we tend to be a lot more comfortable sharing our stories with fellow believers, right? And the challenge comes when we are, are confronted with an opportunity to share our story with someone who doesn't know Jesus. And maybe they've made it clear, like, you know, I have no... I don't care about that stuff. Like, I don't want anything to do with God or whatever. But, but I need you to know that, like, God's put you in that person's life for a reason. If you hear that from somebody else in your life, well, guess what? God's working on that person. And you have a story that could tear down that wall. So we have got to be ready. We've got to be open, ready, and we've got to be brave in those instances, okay? So, um... How we make sure that we're prepared for those moments is we practice sharing our stories, okay? Um, we have something here called uh, Equipping Labs, and that's a practical, it's a safe place to share your faith. It's a safe place to practice your faith, practice praying for others, practice praying for healing, spiritual warfare type stuff. We just did uh, Equipping Lab this last week on spiritual warfare. And it's just a safe place to talk about it, to ask questions, and then to try to grow in that area of our lives, Okay. Well, it's the same thing with uh, sharing our story with Jesus. We've got to practice it. Otherwise, we're going to let our nerves get the best of us. Or we're going to say things like, well, I don't know what to say. Or we're going to say things like, well, other people are more equipped to do that than I am. And I think we've all maybe been guilty of that thought at one time or another. Like, well, maybe I'm just not an evangelist. That's, you know, it's, it's other people are supposed to do that. No, we're all called. <laughs> Every single one of us is called. If you have... If God is in your life, then you have a story to tell because you've been redeemed. So let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. You know, we share in, si in tribe groups so that we can build confidence to share uh, with those God's placed in our lives. But again, I just want you to consider, what if you are the only person with a God story in someone else's life? What if your neighbor, co-worker, uh, friend, family member has no one else in their life that knows Jesus? except for you. I need you to understand that that's probably the reality for some people in your life that don't know Jesus. That you are the only source of hope. You are the only source, right? You're the only conduit for Jesus, for that person. And God has placed you with that person for a reason because your story is worth sharing. And I need to encourage you in that as well. For the longest time, I felt like my story wasn't worth sharing because like I didn't have like some, you know, crazy, I didn't have a crazy testimony. 
you know, that you hear sometimes from people. I didn't have this, you know, testimony where people were like telling other people and other people like, oh, you have to hear this guy's testimony. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have that. And so I was just like, well, maybe like who wants to hear from me? Who wants to hear from me? And you know what? Maybe my overarching story, my whole story isn't the most powerful thing. But you know what? Like, I know a piece of my story could be the most powerful thing that anybody, somebody else has ever heard. I've had coworkers in the past that were, were unsaved, and I just remember, like, in those moments, they would share a portion of their life that was, they were experiencing some brokenness in and, and a loss of hope in. And I didn't sit there, you know, in my work van with them while we're driving to a job. I didn't sit there and, and tell them, well, when I was born, this is what happened. I said, you know what? I can relate to that feeling of hopelessness. I can relate to what that's like. And I spent a, way too long feeling that way. I struggled with this and this and this. And you know what? The only thing that I found that's made any difference in my life is Jesus. And I, I know that he, he wants to do the exact same thing for you. That might be all it is, but we all should have that story at least. Amen? Amen? We all have that portion of a story. And people are desperate to hear that kind of hope. Because people are at the end of their ropes. People are at the end of their ropes. They have tried everything and nothing helps. And they're desperate for an answer. People you know. People you know. People who you interact with on a daily basis sometimes are desperate for an answer in their lives. They mask it well because that's all they know how to do. They cover it up but they are desperate for hope. They are desperate for something more. We have an elixir. We have the cure to all things. To every, we have the cure to every addiction. We have the cure to every heartache. We have the cure to every piece of brokenness and sin that this world is full of. It's rampant with. We hold that cure. So who are we to withhold it, right? Who are we to withhold that cure from people who are desperate for it? So all we have to do is be open to sharing, be ready when that moment comes and it will come, and be brave enough to speak it out loud. So this morning, we're going to be sharing stories. And I want to hear your guys' story today. I want to hear what God's doing in your life. I need, to, I need to hear that today. I, Cody Bren, just me, I need to hear what's God doing in your life today. Like, where is the hope? Where is the infusion of hope that you have in your life? How has God overcome something in your life today? What is your story that you have to share this morning? Because I know I'm not the only one that needs it. I know I'm not the only one that needs that that kickstart, that, that infusion of, of who God is and what he's capable of. I need that reminder this morning. And so today I'm going to ask you to be bold because I believe that the Holy Spirit's stirring in many of you right now. Hey, it's time. It's time to share that story. And this is a safe place. We all know Jesus. You don't have to be scared to talk about God in here, right? 
You don't have to be nervous about talking about Jesus in this place, but let's at least get some practice under ourselves in sharing our story so that we can be more prepared when we need to share it with somebody who has never met Jesus, has no idea that kind of hope. So uh, Jane is going to have the microphone, and she's going to be passing that around. And uh, I just encourage you, would you just be bold this morning? Share your story. What is what has God been doing in your life recently? What, what in this last little season maybe has God been doing in you? What hope do you have? What hope do you carry this morning? So um, I'm going to pray and then we'll move forward. Okay. All right. Father, thank you so much for the fact that you have provided a way for a good story in our lives. You write good stories. You write incredible stories for us. Father, we thank you so much for that fact. We thank you for being with us and for the hope of Jesus. Jesus, thank you that because of your sacrifice on the cross, that we have hope for change. We can, we can find healing and deliverance and salvation and, and good in our lives in this in this incredibly broken world. Thank you so much for continually drawing us into more and more and greater and greater. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence in us. Thank you for filling us and not withholding yourself, giving us all that we need. We're so grateful. And so we want to share our stories this morning. We want to we shout our gratefulness of what you've done in us. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. So Jane's going to stand. And if you want to share, you can just raise your hand. You don't need to come up front. You can talk right where you are. And just a quick instruction, um, if you could try to... Like, we get nervous when we talk on the microphone, so sometimes we hold the mic, like, as far away as possible. But try to, try to hold it, like, up towards your chin, okay? Because uh, we all want to hear you. We want to hear what you have to say. So raise your hand if you would like to, to share your story this morning. What's God doing in your life? While they're thinking, I could share one. Yeah, please do. We, um, we had a, a quipping lab this week, and... Uh, it was on spiritual warfare, and one of the things that we did was we prayed for each other in areas where we battle. And so an area that I have battled this last two months, last two months, is in the area of just in prayer, in praying, just getting myself to pray. Like I can spend hours in the Word or whatever, that doesn't bother me, but in praying. And so um, Katie prayed for me. And I felt something change in me right away. But you still have to walk this out. With spiritual warfare, you still have to walk out and do the right thing. And so um, the next day I had all <laughs> craziness happening, like a lot of stuff, not bad stuff, just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So Katie texts me. <laughs> How are you doing with prayer today? You know, and this is part of the body of Christ. And I appreciate, it was just like, this is so good. This is what we do for each other. And 
the thing about prayer, and this is to encourage you, your prayer life should be changing. And I'm one who's rebelled against lists. Like if there's a list, like I have to go through this list, it's like, oh. Anyone else feel like that with prayer? <laughs> like, oh, I have a big family. Wayne has a big family. We've been in churches and ministries and people and missions. Like this list. But God has done something in me, even this week. And I've found a way to pray that's just like enjoyable. You know, but that's the work of God in me. I had to be transparent. I had to share with Katie at least, and now with you, that this is a struggle for me. And anyway, this week, God is good. And so there's a new, there's something new that's happening in me in the area of prayer, and it's, it's needed. I Amen. need it. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Yes. It's good. Okay, who else? My mom wants to share something. Yes. Um, good morning. <laughs> My name is Ruth Veggie, Cody's beautiful wife. Pastor Cody's beautiful wife is one of my granddaughters. <clears throat> one of the one of the special four. But anyway, <clears throat> a year ago I went through cancer treatment. <clears throat> Came out of that with a battle, which I survived and won. I was cancer free in September. So in March of this year, I went back for a review of all the scans, and there was another tumor, which was inoperable. So I started cancer treatment, lost my hair, but you know, it's kind of nice. You don't have to do much preparation to get ready for the day. Anyway, uh, the Chemo drugs were horrendous. My life was worthless. There was no value in my life with the chemo. I decided to stop. God is giving me every day a gorgeous day. Every day I'm here to enjoy life, to love Jesus, it's special. And I have loved Jesus since I was three months old when they took me to church to enroll me in cradle roll. That's what we did in our church with little babies 87 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I, I am so appreciative of what God is giving me every day of my life. And I, I feel blessed to be able to tell Everybody, anybody, God is so good. My mom, you've heard me talk about my mom before because I put her in my category, the four most grateful people in the world. Well, you just heard some of that. Hello, I just wanted to um, mention, Cody said a lot about tri-groups. Um, that's a, that's a very powerful thing that this church offers, and any church for that matter, um, because you get to share a lot of what you're struggling with, not with a huge group, but just 
a few people that have been with the Lord forever, you know, and not forever, but you know what I mean. But um, the one thing that I brought up is that I struggled with telling my story. Just again, what Cody just said, people struggle with telling their story when it comes up to a, a situation and you just kind of freeze. And then you start talking about something that happened to you a long time ago. Everything he said just kind of it hit me hard. So one of my tribe groups, actually three or four of them, started telling me how to share my story. And uh, we just barely got back from a short vacation. Well, it was kind of a funeral thing, so it wasn't a vacation. But the people we were staying with, I got to test that how they taught me how to do it. And to see people just looking at you and taking in everything that you're saying, knowing that God is is tweaking on their heart right then and there was unbelievable. And it gives you such a great feeling in your gut, in your heart, in your soul. You can just feel that you're a hero. You're a hero to them when that happens. Um, later on that night, or I think it was the next day, Shelly got to talk with her cousins again, and she mentioned to Shelly that um, people before her recently, um, it was a young pastor trying to get his church going, and when he got it going, it's like they didn't exist. And that's how that person felt about Christianity. They, they were users. You know, they don't do anything but use people. They try to get their money and this and that. But again, Shelly was able to share her testimony with that couple. I don't know how the turnout is, but all I know is we made an impact on their life. And it was well worth every five minutes, two minutes, 10 seconds that you spend with somebody to tell them that there is a God. There is a God that died for you so that you could have a relationship with him. And you've got to take advantage of that because it will make you happy. It will take away not all of the stress, but the majority of the stress that you have. Um, it's, it's something that we have to be able to just put everything on to a God. We don't have to deal with it. He does. And he has done that with me. And I can guarantee the majority of people in this room right now, it's happened to them as well. And um, I just encourage everybody, get with a tri-group if you're, if you're nervous about speaking. It's a, it's a very intimate group that just, that you can talk and cry and laugh and do whatever. It's such a good tool to use. So that's all I need to say. Thanks. Thanks. That's good. I, I love that he brought up a few realities that like when we share our story, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, like we can't, most of the time it's not going to be this radical transformation right in front of us, but we plant seeds mm -hmm. and God calls us to plant seeds of his goodness in other people's lives. And we have no clue. We have, oftentimes we have no idea like what that seed is going to do in that person. But, but the other thing that he talked about is how it made him feel good. That's purpose. That's that God-given purpose in each of us who know Jesus. Our purpose is to share Jesus. Now that we know that's we exist to do that as followers of Jesus. We exist to share his story in us so that others can have their own story with him. So that influx of like, like, positivity in that moment is like you feel that purpose like god is saying yes this is what i created you for yeah who else
<laughs> no, uh, I'm Shelly. <laughs> and actually, I want to kind of pigtail on, I think that's what it's called, on Ken's story because the backstory is where God was moving. Um, he's talking about my cousin. And in my family, the relationships between me and my cousins and super, super broken, very broken. Um, I loved my cousins. They're older than me. I always admired them and we had some funny things, but no relationship really. And his, my aunt, his mom passed away two years ago. And then recently his dad passed away. Well, my aunt and uncle were very precious to me in in a way, you know, anytime there was a wedding or something, they were there, they were, but my cousins were really not involved with that. Um, but my sister and I have made it very important that we go to their, uh, memorial services. This one was going to be a little different. Um, I needed somebody to stay with. And at that point it was just me who was going. And I thought, I want to stay with this cousin. And even another aunt said, are you sure you want to? And I said, yep, that's who I'm going to stay with. My mom, are you sure that's who you want to stay with? Yep. Because God put on my heart, I needed to stay with him and his wife. God has been working in that relationship in the past couple years. Um, so I just decided that's where I'm going to stay. Ken had zero desire to go. He did not want to go. He was, you go. And then um, it was just about three weeks before the trip that Ken said, I'm going with you. And I said, all right, I'm driving. We're not flying. We're going to drive. And we're staying with these people that I've never been to their home. I really don't know them. But God has told me, this is where you're staying. So all of that, um, I, I knew that this was going to be an opportunity for us to show, I mean, it was, it's not like you hear God's voice saying, Shelly and Ken, you're going to go and share your story. But it's something deep in your heart with confidence. This is what we're doing. And once you make that decision, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to stay with these people. Then it's just crazy how God starts. Okay, you're going to stay with these people. And yes, Ken is coming. And yes, you're going to be up till two in the morning talking about life and the, mis the misunderstandings and misperceptions you've had of one another's family. And there's going to be healing. And then it's going to come down to who God is. Because God was a factor in our, in our family. Our family would go to church. We we're very Baptist. And that's just what you did. But as far as the relationship between us and the Lord my immediate family was the only one that had that. So it was so wonderful to be able to share with them. They had never met Ken and they got to meet Ken and hear his story. And it became very clear to them what was so dynamic about our marriage, what was so important about our marriage and being together and who God is and has played a part in that. So I know that with a lot of us who are wondering, well, how can I share my story? Who do I share my story with? God will make it very clear. Trust him. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Hey, Shelly.
morning, everyone. My name is Justin. Um, a big part of my story, fortunately and unfortunately, is alcoholism. Uh, that brought destruction. I became a tornado in my own life, uh, destroying everything in my path when alcohol was involved. <clears throat> 2017, um, it brought me to my knees. And I was at a crossroads in my life. I had two choices. One was to go on to the bitter end with alcoholism, which would probably lead to uh, insanity or death. Or the other was to pick up a kit of spiritual tools. Fortunately, I met some men and women that had those tools. And they shared their stories with me. And uh, that, uh, it opened some eyes. I started looking at, at life um, with a different set of glasses. <clears throat> Prior to that, um, I was in an agnostic temperament. I didn't know who God was, nor did I really have a desire to learn. Um, but four years ago, I, I opened my heart and my mind to the idea of God. And uh, it has led to, to miraculous things. Um, it has brought together my family again. It has brought us together in this church. My daughter is actually volunteering at the church. And it's such a huge blessing in our lives. Um, meeting this church community has, has totally changed our lives. And it's also a little plug. We have... <laughs> We have a recovery meeting every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. So if anybody in this room is uh, struggling with any kind of an addiction or knows any loved ones struggling with an addiction, please send them our way because we do offer a solution. And, and as Co Pastor Cody has said, um, addiction is not too little for God to overcome. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Justin. Who else? Hello, most of you know me. Um, I've been kind of in and out the last eight weeks to the day. Um, man, I feel really loud. But uh, I kind of like it that way. So anyways, um, a lot, I know a lot of you, so most of you hopefully know me. Um, I'm going to do two things quick. <clears throat> I'm going to plug the fasting. You said fasting of the news or something. I have not looked until this morning. I read a real clip, a quick clip of political stuff. I've just ignored it for eight weeks. I just am a better person. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Um, I got so wrapped up in politics this last year and it just like really brought me down. So I would encourage you to fast that, uh, hopefully for the rest of your life as I would like to do as well. Um, so eight, like I said, eight weeks to the day. Um, a lot of you know what's going on, at least somewhat. Uh, my life, basically the bottom fell out and, uh, you know, really left with a lot of questions, a lot of 
um, a lot of stuff. If you were here in July, I actually shared pretty extensively about some struggles that I was going through with anxiety and, you know, I've dealt with depression for a long time and just mental health stuff. And then, then it really fell out and, uh, you know, I was in a really, really dark place. And uh, it's like the, within a couple days afterwards, um, I, I, you know, sought help um, as much as I could. Um, I knew that, you know, the darkness that I was sitting in was going to get me same place, you know, Justin, where you were at, you know. It's not heading anywhere good, so I better figure it out. And, uh, you know, I knew all year that I needed to get some help. And I was reading books, and I was encouraged to get help. And uh, I just didn't do it. And, uh, well, you know, and that kicked me, kicked me to the curb. And uh, so I got some help. And I'm still seeking a lot of help and trying to figure out my mental health stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. And like, like I said, I think a lot of you have put two and two together um, about what's going on. But I want to say, this is in a good way. I'll get to it. But every person in your life is going to let you down in some way or another. Even... Those you love the most, you know, your parents, your loved ones, the people in this church cannot fill you or fulfill you. And I've had, uh, you know, God likes to let us learn the hard way for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, I've really learned that these last two months. It's like, can't take anybody with me. Can't take anything with me. And as hard as it is to deal with that and to face those people that are going to let you down and still love them and still accept them as broke, you know, not, I'm more broken than anybody I know, but to accept their brokenness and to understand that literally the only way through this life is Christ. And I just hope that, you know, in the future I can share more about what I'm learning. Um, I feel like I'm on a brand new page of my story. A brand new story. I don't even, my old story is <clears throat> kind of over, but God's on a new page and he's just ready to write. And uh, I don't know what that looks like. And I know that it's hard, but like this church community God has been so gracious to me, to the people in this room. Even if you let me down, but I'm not going to hold you to any standards. But I love you guys. I'm so grateful for the lessons I'm learning in this season. And I will, I will share these lessons as, you know, time goes on. I'm fresh and new, but I'm really thankful for you guys and for the Lord and the way he's worked in me.
Got time for a couple more. Hello, I'm Barbara. Um, so a good friend of mine had given me a book, and I know that I would hold grudges, and I had a lot of negativity and didn't realize how much it affects us. And reading this book, I realized that no matter what it was, how little or how big, holding on to the negativity was just holding me down. And to just give it all to God and releasing that just gave me so much more power. I mean, this is still an everyday thing that I have to keep. I start to go there and I have to go right back. It's like, nope. And that's just a new norm for me now that I'm just got to take a breath and just remember, I just give it all back to God and everything will be fine. Thank you. So my stepson crashed and burned <laughs> big time. He's going to be 31 in November and he's been with us over two months. And I have, I think it's the Lord testing me, I really do. The judgmental side that I can have sometimes. And I've been falling into it. And then I'm remembering now sitting here trying to think of, like you said, dust off the cobwebs, don't tell the same story. What's my new story? And I think I'm sitting here and I'm remembering how I helped my stepdaughter before. Different drug. Similar situation though. That night that we found out about my stepdaughter, I'm washing dishes in the kitchen and the Lord touched me to invite her to live. Well, at the time she was in treatment for six months. So her husband and my step-granddaughter. And then she got out and she was with us for another four months. And I'm sitting here and I'm realizing, and she's not really religious either, but I'm sitting here and I'm realizing I had a part in helping her. And she's thriving now. She's in California, <clears throat> really successful Facebook and YouTube channel. But she is married. She has another daughter now. Her life is amazing. And I'm realizing, I'm not like trying to be like, I'm all that. But I'm realizing now that God used me to have a part in helping their future. And even now I'm having still you know it's hard it's like in my face my stepson is sleeping in my living room and he's there until 11 in the morning it's hard not to judgment sometimes and feel like when is this going to end but i'm realizing now that maybe this is the lord using me again mm -hmm. and in a year to whatever it is i can testify that i helped him amen amen, amen. and he wants to write that story I usually like to prepare before I talk in front of people. <laughs> so Bart and I have had a rough season too, like many of us. So we had this trip planned for fall break where we're gonna go to Oregon. And the morning of at 4 a.m. we get a notification that our flights have been canceled. Southwest canceled a lot of flights that weekend. We were part of that. So while I was on the phone trying to figure it out, I just said a little prayer. I was like, God, please just make a way. Like, we need this. We need to get away. And he did. He provided. 
within like 10 minutes. We had another flight a little bit later and it worked out. So while we were in Oregon, God, we spent the whole time just in creation, just marveling at the beauty of Oregon. And he had revealed that, so a lot of my story is, like I carried around a lot of bitterness most of my life until I came here. And so I've been free from it. I mean, I had to have another one a couple years later, or at least some other things that happened. But while I was on the beach, he revealed to me that some more stuff had happened <laughs> and that I had some more bitterness. And so getting, I got to get rid of it on the beach there with the waves and right when we came home, we started doing the fast and I've learned so much in this season that he's all I need, that he's the only one that I need to rely on. So it just made a big difference in our lives all the way around. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Katie. We're gonna, we're gonna move to a time of worship now, but um, you know, I just wanna encourage you, like if maybe the Holy Spirit is still like, is he working in you? Like I have something I need to be sharing. Like there's something, there's a story in me that, that uh, he wants to share. Well, I encourage you that um, this isn't the only place you can share that story, right? And so um, how cool would it be if, you know, our church lit up Facebook over the next week and just shared our stories on there? You know, social media is a pretty dark place, you know? And so like we can be the light of Jesus on social media. We don't have to engage in the junk, you know? We can be ones who bring hope and healing and, and salvation and deliverance and good through Jesus, right? Through just even sharing our stories. So I just want to encourage you to, to keep that going this week. Keep sharing your stories. Tribe groups are starting this week. Share your stories in tribe groups. Share them at lunch um, this afternoon at our newcomer dinner. We'll be asking stories. Uh, go out to eat um, this afternoon with your family. Share what God's doing in your life. Be bold about it. When the waiter comes, ask them how you can pray for them even. You know, like continue sharing good in your life. Continue sharing that story. This world is desperate, is desperate for it. But let's pray as we move into a time of worship. Father, thank you so much, again, that we have a story. Thank you that you write beautiful stories. And maybe some of us in this room are feeling like we, we haven't found the good part of that story yet. But God, we know that you've written it. And you have it ready. Help us to take hold of the next part of our stories. Help us to see you moving ahead of us. Help us to trust you enough to take your hand as you lead us into greater and greater stories in our lives. It's all because of you. Every good and perfect thing is because of you. We give you that glory this morning. We're so grateful that we have a story to tell at all. So as we move forward and singing these songs and worshiping through our offering and worshiping through 
our fasting and what we're giving up to you in that jar. God, we just want you to know how much we love you and how grateful we are for you. That's our heart's desire. We love you. We're so grateful. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me?